You're listening to Rhema for Today. In Mark's account, it talks about that when he came back and got out of the ship, the crowd pressed in on him so much they almost pushed him back in the water. That same crowd is following him. They met him when the ship got to shore. He healed a paralytic man. Then he sat down to eat with some of them and, and they were still there. During that time, some of John's disciples came and engaged him in a conversation about fasting. He gave a couple of stories in parable form and Jairus came to him and said, let's go. You need to minister to my daughter. He said, okay, he got up to go and now here goes this whole crowd. Welcome to Rama for Today. In a moment, Kenneth Hagen continues his series on Healing Forever Settled. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth Hagen for today's message. When you see in the four Gospels, you will see that each one of them record many of the same instances, but it's recorded a little bit different than what one of the others recorded. And then John, he records a whole lot that none of the other three even recorded at all. Yet they were there at the same time. And as you read it, you can get certain things from it. Sometimes I can read from this Matthew's account, or I can read from Luke's account, or I can read from Mark's account, and I get a different perspective, and it helps me to continue to be able to go and to conquer whatever it is I need to conquer. So I want you to notice today, as we look at this, he, he said, come and lay your hands on her, and she'll live. Today, God is still touching people. Well, when you lay hands on somebody, don't you touch them? God is still touching people. Some folks think that Jesus is too busy to heal or that they're not worthy to receive healing, so therefore they don't ask Him for healing. I want you to notice the story of this woman here. She came expecting to get something. Number one, she was going against all social etiquette to even be out in this particular crowd anyway. She was going against religious teaching because if you go back under the law, you will find out that people that had blood issues and skin issues and so forth and so on were not to mingle with the crowd. They were forbidden to mingle with normal society. Go study it. You'll find out that's the truth. Go back and read in the law. Anybody had any kind of blood disorder or any kind of skin disorder or what? They were considered unclean. In this day and age, you would understand it better. They were supposed to be quarantined. Kept away from. Now I want you to notice something about this lady. In one of the other accounts, it says that she had gone to many physicians. She had gone to many physicians. Was nothing better, but rather grew worse. Spent all that she had. 
Now, what would be the reason for bringing in, spend all that she had if she had been a poor person that didn't have anything to start with? I believe that the indication is here that she might have been a woman of wealth. And she had exhausted that wealth by going to every clinic that she could to try to get a different verdict. You may even your own self have known of someone with a terminal disease that has spent all that they could get their hands on going to the University of Georgia's medical clinic, going to the Mayo Clinic, going to UCLA's uh, cancer clinic, going down to Houston, to the Methodist Hospital in Houston, where there's a great, can or the Anderson Hospital in Houston, MD Anderson, where the cancer is, or go over to, to the other one where they're doing the heart specialist. Spending money, going to all of these places. I have heard of these people. I've talked to these people. And they go to each one they go to. They go through the same test. They spend the same money. And the same thing comes back. We're sorry. There's no hope. This woman had evidently experienced that. It said that she had been to many physicians and that she had spent all that she had. She was nothing better. In other words, she was not getting any better, but she was getting worse. Every time the muscle called the heart inside of her chest pumped. Every time. And that's what your heart does. I don't know whether you realize it or not, but it contracts and expands. Pushes and pulls the blood. That's what it does. It pushes the blood out and pulls it back arteries and, and the pulmonary arteries and so forth and so on. You'll say it actually pushes blood out and it pulls blood back. It forces blood through the whole body with every time that that muscle, she knows that she has one less heartbeat to live. And as the seconds pass by, her life is fading away. There's no hope. She's doomed. She's got to die. Look at her there in the blackness of the day. You say blackness of the day? Yeah. It's noonday, but it's black in her room because she's dying. She's dying. Her heart beat. She's dying every time it beats. She's dying. What a sad thought. How sad. But then she hears a message. There is a man called Jesus of Nazareth. That everywhere he goes, he's doing good and healing all the sick. In the blackness of her room, through the darkness, has now come a ray of light. 
amidst the shroud of despair has now come a thread of hope. Friend, when you're in that position, if you've never been there, you don't understand how somebody feels. But when you're in that position, I'm going to tell you what. Any breath of freshness, any ray of light, any thread of hope causes you to have renewed strength. But this was not a hope of another physician's cure. This was the hope of the physician of physicians. There's a man. If I can get to him, I shall be whole. Can you see her in her weakened state? She pushes herself out of the chair. She prepares herself for a journey as best she can. She goes to where he's at. And there's a crowd all around him. But that doesn't stop her. Because she said, if I can get to him, I don't have anything left. But if I can get to him, I can live. I don't have to die. Somehow, she fights her way through the crowd and she touches him. Jesus spins around and says, who touched me? His disciples, in almost utter disgust, said, what are you talking about? What do you mean, who touched you? Look at all these people. If you will read in Mark's account, it talks about that when he came back and got out of the ship, the crowd pressed in on him so much they almost pushed him back in the water. That same crowd is following him. They met him when the ship got to shore. He healed a paralytic man. Then he sat out to eat with some of them and, and they were still there. During that time, some of John's disciples came and engaged him in a conversation about fasting. He gave a couple of stories in parable form and Jairus came to him and said, let's go. You need to minister to my daughter. He said, okay. He got up to go and now here goes this whole crowd. There they are, going down the road. He stopped. He stopped now, trying to find a woman that touched him. Jairus is in a hurry, wants to get him down to his house. He said, come on, let's go. Come on, come on, come on. Jesus said, who touched me? And he's looking around. Come on. Get a hold of these pictures. You see, the Bible is just not words on a page. They actually happen. And as you read them, if you will vividly, in your mind, begin to imagine and picture this. Actually see it happening. Actually, as I read the Word, I actually try, in my mind, I'm seeing this happen now. 
I'm seeing this crowd. I'm seeing this man. You say, well, what do you use to, to be able to do that? Well, any crowd, I've been around here in America where somebody famous is a big crowd around them. Touching them, bumping into them. Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. You can find more great materials by Kenneth E. Hagan, Kenneth W. Hagan, and the rest of the Hagan family by visiting our online bookstore. Right now, I'd like to tell you about this month's special radio offer. First in this month's offer is the Kenneth E. Hagan Legacy Bible, a beautiful soft leather-bound Bible with his 26 original lessons on faith and a memorable portrait. Also, four CDs from the Hagan family that include How to Grow in Love by Kenneth W. Hagan, The Lord Our Peace by Lynette Hagan, from Craig Hagan, Healing Belongs to You, and finally from Denise Hagan Burns, New Seasons, all for the special radio price of $140. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G, rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Right now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. And you can go to rhema.org and you can find out all about us. Yeah. Uh, you can uh, subscribe to the Word of Faith. Uh, there are also uh, archived conference videos there. You can listen to Rhema for Today, the radio broadcast. Right. Everything there on rhema.org. Tomorrow, Kenneth Hagan continues his series on Healing Forever Settled. That's next time here on Rhema for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan.